Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, podcast starts now. Wowie, wowie, wow. Welcome to our good podcast that we elect to put out called Stradio Lab. Sam, how many people of the, like, what percentage of the people listening do you think we would, like, enjoy speaking to? <laughs> um, wow. Starting off the bat, absolutely cutthroat and cruel. Um, I would say, I don't know, I'm like 25%, is that too low? Wow, I, you know, I was going to say 50. 50? Am What's I going? being, am I just being my classic, my classic optimistic, uh, fun-loving, <laughs> uh, happy-go-lucky self right now, and you're being your classic, kind of just cynical, uh, misanthropic a bitch self? <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going on. Here's, if I can be completely honest, I feel like I do have walls, you know? I feel like, <gasps> I feel like I have walls and I feel like I put them up and when someone like likes uh, the podcast or anything that I yeah. do, I'm sort of like, okay, well, I can't know you at all. Like, I need you to be very separate from me. Is that bad? Huh. No. <laughs> Would you say those walls are closing in? <laughs> how do you mean? I just mean, how much longer can you keep this up? 
shutting everyone out of your life. That's a good point. I, I, I do. I'm honestly, I'm going to work on it and I'm going to learn to let love in. And I'm going to learn to appreciate those who appreciate me. I have to say, and we don't have to talk about this right now because I actually want to talk about something different. But in our previous episode that we just finished recording, you made the point that when you're home with your family, you like shut down and are very quiet. And I feel like I have the opposite. Like I yell a lot when I just every little thing sets me off and I'm just constantly yelling when I'm home. And I do wonder which one of us is um, has the healthier outlook. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a healthy spot is somewhere in the middle. Um, well, that being said, I actually think my approach is pretty incredible. You know, it's 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 hard. Sure, I have to put on a little shell, but it, it works and it's pretty emotionless. I, I don't feel I feel neither disappointment or anger. Uh, sure, it maybe cuts me off from some joy. But I do feel yeah. like a proper amount of like, like what I get when I go home is like a sense of relaxation. Um, oh, I get a, really. <laughs> I get sort of, I get that quiet time uh, where I don't have to have a personality anymore and uh, can just be sort of, huh. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a wow, vessel. It must be nice to not have a personality that's constantly pouring out of you from every orifice. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a blessing. I'm sort of confused. You get in fights with your parents? No, none. that's the thing. Literally none of it is... Like, I'm actually... I think I've reached a point, and so have my sisters, where all of us are very close with one another and very close with our parents, and none of it feels... Like, there doesn't... There is, aren't any kind of, like, residue negative feelings from, like, high school or anything. But it's just our natural way of being as a family is that if there's an issue, it will be yelled. Like, we have to, like, scream it out, and then everyone moves on, and it's no longer an issue. Does that make sense? Uh, it's funny you tell that uh, story and mention your sisters. I feel like my brain is so rotted from both drag race and generally being gay that when someone says, like, my sisters, I'm like, oh, they, he means his friends. Or he means like people that he's around or in a text thread with. Uh -huh. And I was like, no, he sure. literally means sisters. This is like a different, yeah, unlike, many, a different word unlike many other gay people, <laughs> I actually have biological sisters. <laughs> I kind of think biological sisters should be excluded from the word sister. I think it's, it's transcended wow. what that means. And, you know, that should, they should be called girl brothers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this is a really well. I have two girl brothers. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so, how are so you're home right now in Greece? Yes, I'm home right now. Oh, Gizmo's mad. Um, <laughs> how, how? Like, have you gotten? Have you yelled at your parents yet? Or. Um, yeah, like for instance, this morning, I literally, well, you know, I woke up at 3 p.m. because I'm jet lagged, but this afternoon, I woke up and went to make coffee. And in the span of me making coffee, my mom found three different things that she felt the need to point out I was doing incorrectly. <laughs> and so each of them resulted in like a mini yelling uh, session. And then we literally sat down and had breakfast together like nothing was about. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, so just to like give you an idea, first I was literally trying to plug something in, and she kept being like, "Just let me know when you need to plug in, and I'll 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 tell you where to where to put it." I was like, "No, it's literally just all I'm doing is plugging something, and I actually don't need help with this." And she was like, "Just tell me which plug you're trying to plug in. I'll just do it." And I was like, "I'm holding it, and I'm going to put it in. There's literally nothing you can do." And so then that, and so then she was like, "You know what? Forget it." <laughs> and then that was the first thing. Then the second thing was that. Uh, oh, when I finally put the, the kettle for, to like make hot water onto the, um, what is it called? Uh, stove? What? Yeah, onto the stove. <laughs> I guess I hadn't like kind of taken a paper towel and, and brushed the excess water from under it. So she was like, if you put that on, it'll start like the, the water under it will start like boiling and then it'll make like a weird noise. Like, like it'll make like a little noise. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then the water will be gone. Huh? And she's like, yeah, but that's like, not like, you don't want it to make a noise. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I guess, but truly it would be a matter of like a second where like that water like boiled. Do, do you know what I'm describing? I, I do know what you're describing. Okay. So then that was the second thing that she got, like absolutely pissed about and then the third thing was that then um i took some water from like one place to another and literally like a drop of it dropped on the ground like the kind like i would i hadn't even realized like it was literally like less than a droplet it was like a drop that was from the underside of a cup that was like condensation and then she was she got mad at me for not immediately cleaning it from the floor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so meanwhile this is all before i even combine the water and the espresso so i can make my fucking americana i mean it sounds like your mom is being a downright bitch <laughs> no, no. It's just, you just can't i mean she can't like fathom the idea that someone else knows what they're doing <laughs> um so she's just like if i don't actually um uh what's the word chime in then literally the kitchen will catch fire because george is trying to make an americana at 2 p.m <laughs> Um, my so at each of those places, then we, we had like a mini, like she raised her voice, then I raised my voice back. And then I started making fun of her as like a joke. And then she started laughing. So then we laughed together and then we sat down and I had my coffee and she, um, and we talked. Um, that sounds like a beautiful family sitcom. Uh, yeah, it's very, I would say my family, everyone yells a lot, but then everyone also like really kind of coolly um like makes fun of one another in a way that because I grew up with it then I um would when I was in like high school or college I would make a lot of people cry because I thought that it was like a way to show intimacy was like making fun of people's flaws <laughs> oh so that's where you get your toxic personality and literally yeah. it's inherited um yeah yeah I think what I get annoyed at when I'm home is my mom will be like trying to like take care of me a lot and I'll be like, oh. like, and I'm like, no, I don't want that. Like, no. And it, it makes me like, I turn into like, I get, that's why I get really quiet because I, if I'm like, I like coffee, she'll be like, I got 400 kinds of coffee. And I'm like, well, now I feel like I've drink them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, I know exactly what you mean. And also the other funny thing with things like that is like, you will say something as an offhanded comment once in 2011 and then <laughs> 10 years will pass. And every time you go home, 
your mom will be like, I got you those cherries you like. <laughs> and it's like, no, I literally just like once had them with the yogurt or something. It's so like, it's very sweet. And it makes me feel like such a bad person for being annoyed by it. But it's also really hard because it's like, how do I tell you to not get this anymore without being mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I actually had a, a, um, I had a conversation like that yesterday because my mom there are two kinds of feta that she gets. She gets like hard feta and soft feta. Mm-hmm. And she had gotten it in her mind that I was an absolute whore for soft feta. <laughs> and so she would always say, I got the soft feta you like. And then finally yesterday I was like, I broke it to her and I said, you know, I actually like the hard one better. And she's still crying from that. And she took it pretty well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's actually- she only cried. She only cried herself to sleep once. <laughs> I mean, a parent never forgets that moment when their son tells them they like hard feta. It's, yeah. it, it's like, it was more difficult than my coming out. It, I mean, it's painful, but a family can move past that yeah, with, yeah. with therapy. Oh, yeah. No, you need therapy. You need lots of therapy. Um, would it be bonkers to, I don't know, bring in our guest? Wait, I do want to bring in our guest, but I just want to say on the topic of therapy, I know everyone's always like, I wish my parents would just go to therapy. And I'm like, honestly, can you imagine how much more insufferable everyone would be if like everyone in my family was in therapy? I'm glad I'm the only one. Anyway, I mean, bring no, in our no, no, no. I actually think that's a really good point. And I do want to say, like, <laughs> I think it's funny the double standard people have with their parents because I feel like, um, like, you know how it's like, oh, I wish like, oh, like I love gay people. And it's like, if my dad were like, tomorrow if you were like i'm bi i'd be like no like oh my god I would hate it. <laughs> wait now that i'm thinking of it now that i'm thinking about it i actually would like that if my dad did that i think it would be fun <laughs> okay am i gonna get canceled for wishing my dad wasn't bi <laughs> wait if you don't wish your dad is bi you're you have internalized homophobia <laughs> I just think, well, I, there's also an element of like, I want to be, the, I'm the gay one. Like, I would also be jealous. I think it would take, uh, it would be hard if like my, one of my siblings came out. Cause I'd be like, but that's my, that's my. Oh, family. I agree. I'm really happy that both of my um, girl brothers are straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Okay. Well, let's bring in our guests. Okay. Please. Um. <laughs> please. Please. No, that's actually your cue, Claire. We just say please, and then the guest has to come in. Please. Okay, let's try it again. Um, please. please. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, just I'm let here. us try it one more time, please. please. Okay, hello. Um, wow. Welcome to the stage, Claire O'Kane. Um, <laughs> the crowd's losing it the crowd's going wild what's up feta fucks oh, <laughs> she got us big time <laughs> wait should our fans be called feta fucks <laughs> that's just the the lore the, the the culture surrounding our podcast is already so confusing. I think, it is so confusing. I think we should just continue to throw noodles at the wall. Our fans are now fed up fucks. It's yeah, there are a lot of noodles on the wall already, and why not <laughs> add a couple more? Yeah, it's absolutely confusing to like this podcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, I'm I'm in love with it. That's why I um I did once again lobby to be on it. Yeah, Claire. How many members of your family are in therapy? And if you could change that number, uh, who would you tell to stop therapy, and who would you tell to start therapy? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I know how many are on medicine um, for issues that they could also go to therapy with. Uh, but I think none of them are go to therapy and I'm the only one and I'm the only one who ever makes a, okay. a lick of sense. <laughs> so, um, and I would, but I would like them all to go because I think they're repressing every awful thing that's ever happened to them and it's affecting, um, themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think repression can be so beautiful if it's not affecting you at all. Yeah, sure. You can turn <laughs> repression into something really pretty, like, um, I don't know, like, um, being able to, like, organize all your books by color. Yes. Uh, positive things can come from repression, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I you really know, like I to just get someone that. to teach me to, to organize by color. Is that bad? <laughs> uh, I think it's, for me, on my end, um... I'm going to say, for me, it's clinical. When I do that, it's because I'm, um, uh, it's my OCD. Mm. Wait, you do do that as, that's so fast. I do do it as, I an, wish I was. I do do yeah. it as an OCD thing. Um, it's also like, yeah, lining things up also by height and, um, you know, having like, um, labels facing out all that kind of really fun stuff that yeah. gets my gears grinding. Wait, sorry. I was going to say I wish I I, I don't want to um I was going to say something problematic, which is I was going to be like I wish I had a compulsion to do that, which I realize is like not helping you in any way when you're actually disclosing something that, that as as kind of like a vulnerable thing. Um but I have to say just on a more um you know, on a less clinical level, I am fascinated with people that in any way find cleaning or organizing to be therapeutic. Oh, I think huh. I find cleaning to be therapeutic. Yeah, I think it's just you're, you're huh. using your hands, you're expelling your energy in a way that is not, uh, what is this, 2020, type, type, click, click, swipe, swipe. Wait, you, okay, you know? so this is, yeah, this is what I wanted to also bring up in our intro, but then, of course, we got into the fascinating conversation of whether or not... Um, my mom is a huge... <laughs> Which um, we've decided, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Um, uh, but I, I've been, I'm trying to not, I deleted Instagram and Twitter from my phone <sighs> for the two weeks that I'm home, um, which it's now only been two days. But in that time, I'm attempting to find other things to do with my hands. And I find that I just channel the same kind of compulsion that I usually use to like scroll into anything else that I'm doing, which is just like not, like I'm trying to do a crossword puzzle and it's not fun. It's just me like... <laughs> literally like pressing the left and right buttons. So that's like, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? And like barely thinking each time I look at one of the clues. Yeah, it hurts. Well, I will say that um, just what you're missing today is that Doja Cat is trending. <laughs> oh, why? Um, I can't, I didn't really get, even get the gist um, because I was scrolling through the trending uh, tweets about her and it's all just people like, don't talk shit about Doja Cat, but I can't find out what the shit is. Wait, that all that's always what happens. Always. It's like 
Literally, it'll be like Harry Styles' over party, and then you click it, and it's a bunch of people being like, do not come for Harry Styles. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're really forcing trending topics these days. Like, I think some days you just have to be like, actually, nothing's trending. Like, I saw like... Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. That's actually beautiful. Like, I saw Steve Martin was trending, and I was like, oh, he died. And then I clicked, and it was like, it's his 72nd birthday. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> who cares? Like, truly, yeah, that's not even a big trending. one, Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, like, grow up, wake me up when you're 80. Dumb yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. Literally, grow up more. You, <laughs> you wake me up when you're 80. <laughs> I, yeah. I expect a prompt wake up at the day in which you are 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually calling a reception right now and asking for them to send me a wake up call on the day Steve Martin is 80 years old. <laughs> obviously, that's a day I want to be awake for. I mean, I'm going to take the day off of work, I think. By that time, I will be an executive. By that time, I will definitely have a job that I will need to take off from. Damn. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I just checked. I, I can't take that day off. That's the day of the big retreat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, that's the day of the big show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate it when the big show and the big retreat fall on the same day. Then you have to pick. You have to pick. And it's like, it's a, it's kind of just two different experiences. And I, it's just annoying because you would think they could combine them and just literally have the big show at the big retreat. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know that's not possible. You're right. You're right. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> but we already reserved the space for the big show and the big retreat. We like have a running like yearly, like, Reservation. Like, if we can't, no, you're right. You're right. At the ground, it would change everything. It would change everything. Oh, I love the big retreat. It's a great time to unwind with my best coworker, gal. (laughs) I think uh, retreats are toxic thoughts. Whoa! Oh my god! I think any kind of want to know what one of the most toxic thing is. One, um, I used to work in tech, and there were people that would like go to concerts and do Molly with all coworkers. Yeah. That sucks. Like no, no non coworkers, just a group of seven coworkers going to a concert and doing Molly. I don't even want to drink soda with a coworker. (laughs) 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 No, strictly water only. No bubbles. You hate your coworkers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Denise, 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 what can I say? What can I say? You have three coworkers and they are all named Denise. (laughs) Now, Claire, if you could describe Denise S, Denise M, and Denise P, each using one word, what would it be? Pisces, Scorpio. Um, (laughs) What is she? What is she? Libra. Uh, Oh, wow. wow. That's a... Really chaotic. I, uh, I understand the right tension at the office. There's all a lot the of a, a lot of emotion, a lot of crying. It's like it's just... yeah. Well, and they're all three of them are co CEOs, and you are the only employee. Yeah, I'm kind of an employee, but I'm also at the same time an intern, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not supposed to. And talk you're about a contractor. It. Yeah, and I'm a contractor, <laughs> and I'm freelance. Oh, and, wow, and I'm, I also, I'm also the guy who puts the water jug into the water thing. Thing. Right, right, right. Well, you're a freelance intern and contractor, but you have been working there for 18 years. <laughs> I have since I was um, tw- 12. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and of course, since uh, Steve Martin's, um, <laughs> what, 50-something birthday? Or- <laughs> yeah, that's when Claire got the call. Claire, Claire, Steve Martin's 53, and you need to get to work. <laughs> 
I I hopped off of that carousel that I was on. I got the call. Mm. I hopped off the carousel at the big retreat. The big retreat. It was the year we went. We went. To, it was the year the big retreat was at a big theme park. And we, and we, were on the you know, we had those big cell phones, like kind of like yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Nearly, yeah. We would we would throw them at the people on the carousel. <laughs> there was actually a big clown that had like um, metal teeth that you could knock the teeth out. You're on the yeah. carousel, and as you ride past, you could throw your cell phone. Yeah, and, yeah. Knock and that out. clown is Denise M. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna tell her you said that. <laughs> um, I think. Well, I mean, I actually love retreats. I think the premise of seeing work people outside of a work environment is there's something kind of sexy about it. It's like like a superhero with their mask off, you know? Sam, you're obsessed with people with like finding <laughs> sick sexual undertones in um, corporate situations. That is unfortunately <laughs> true. There's something so erotic about being buttoned up and khakied and tucked in. And I just can't wait to see what's underneath that that business casual facade. What do you think is worse? Because now I'm thinking, I'm thinking I've been, I don't think I've been to a full on corporate retreat. I've been to events and stuff, but I also have been to a retreat for when I worked at um, kind of like a, an LGBT center. And so there's the corporate retreat, which is like you trying to relate to your coworkers. And then there's like a kind of like, you know, nonprofit retreat where everyone like goes around sharing like their darkest secrets. And that's how you bond. What do you think is worse? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, I feel like I kind of feel like the latter is worse. I kind of agree. And well, I think I think yeah. it's kind of it's like kind of a dangerous game we're playing here. Yeah. Where we I, we all I, have to work together and we we know only so much about each other, which is probably a good thing because that would change up the the work dynamic. How am I going to get all mm-hmm. these papers? How uh, write all these grants? Uh, you know you know (laughs) i don't know yeah isn't it interesting that we complain about corporate culture being kind of um uh you know impersonal and uh opaque but then when you try to actually relate to people more or try to have like a more family uh type environment that is in fact exponentially more toxic yeah yeah i think people need to be upfront with jobs and be like we're not friends, you know, like we work together. I, I hate when people are like, we're a family. It's like, no, you're literally my coworker. I don't know you. We're forced together. Yeah. But then they, and then they say, you know, you can't choose your family. Uh, and I think in the case of work, you, you kind of can, you, you can choose can. what, whether or not you want to um, sh- share a cake with somebody. Also, they like can get fired and you can just like never see them again. Like literally ever, ever again. <laughs> well, because the firing process at the company involves um, being killed off. So yeah. You, oh, yeah. you don't see them anymore. That's when you go on the permanent retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy, Lordy, it's like my dystopian YA novel where someone's <laughs> like, did you hear? He went on the permanent retreat and it's all capitalized. Wow. Like, uh, too many YA novels, not enough A novels. Wow. I'm actually snapping my fingers at that. Young adult, nor, uh, normal adult, NA, or just A? 
I'm just saying. I would like a series of a series of novels that is targeted towards people that are exactly 36 years old. <laughs> I want novels that are like keep the tone of young adult, like kind of like magic and romance and werewolves and stuff, but it all is like for like 32 year olds. You know, it's like okay at your job. <laughs> See, I, I, I actually I want the opposite, which is like books that have really really adult themes, but then they're like picture books and everyone's like a little rabbit. <laughs> I'm like, is that like adult books for children? Uh, is that the premise of BoJack Horseman? Oh, I guess it's true. Yeah, I guess that's what I want. I guess I invented BoJack Horseman. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have a couple of uh, uh, things to talk to you about that off off air. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, I have a couple of things to talk to you about that. Uh, you'll have to download. BoJack has been recast with Claire O'Kay. <laughs> um. Wait, should we do our first seggy? I do think we should. That's incredible. So Claire, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. <laughs> and normally, because George is so, so good at explaining it, I let him do it. But I'm already talking, so I'm just going to go for it. Um, we ask you, like, rapid-fire questions, and you just have to answer. It's to gauge your familiarity with straight culture, so we say. But honestly, just answer questions. And if you ask us any questions about these questions, we're going to get pissed. Uh, okay. Any questions? Mm-hmm. Good answer. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> okay, um, Claire, lizards or wizards? Lizards. <laughs> bucket hat or bucket list? Hat, bucket hat. Star Wars or Earth Wars, such as Afghanistan and etc. Oh, Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> okay, purse, handbag, pocketbook, or. Pocket Full of Sunshine by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> Purse. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, which is worse? Me going to Michigan in June or George going to Greece in August? Mm, <laughs> Michigan in June. Damn it. <laughs> okay, Love is Blind or Jesus is King? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm actually out of them, if you can believe it. Okay, girl boss, CEO, or mompreneur? Oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, CEO. Wow! Wow! Congratulations! congratulations. Thanks, uh, George. What do you think Claire got? Well, just as an FYI, Claire, we rank each of our guest performance on a scale of one of one to one thousand doves, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I. I have to say, Sam, this is, to me, this is like over 900. Oh, my oh God. My God. Okay, that's crazy. So we're not going to give you an exact number, but we are going to say somewhere over 900. And, you know, we're going to be thinking about that a lot. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll take that and I'll, I'll put that in my little pocket. <laughs> yeah. Full of sunshine. Pocket full well, of sunshine. Now, how did that go? How did that song go? I got a pocket. I got a pocket. I got a pocket full of sunshine. I only know the. I only know the song about the other weather. The rain one. The rain one? I'm only happy when it rains by Garvey. No, the Natasha Bedingfield. Feel the oh. rain on your skin. Oh, your lips. Yes. Is it on your skin? I, I said lips. God, I'm Ew. so <laughs> sensual. <laughs> Do you, I hate when I... I guess, why would it be feel the rain on your lips? Drink water from the sky. <laughs> feel the rain, drink it. Drink it. <laughs> I think one of the saddest things is like knowing a song really well and still having the lyrics wrong. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It just 
just so, shows how self-obsessed you are, George. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, can I say something? Okay. Did, when you were young and you heard the song Hit Me Baby one more time, did you ever think like, this sounds like an adult theme and I'm sure I'll get it more when I'm older? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but like, I still don't get it. I think it, I was trying to intellectualize it at the time, but it was just the the catchiness of it. I think um, kind of cl- pushed that to the side. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, I guess I did, I guess it means like hit me, baby. Like you're a, she's addicted to him, so it's like give me one more hit. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like I can't even believe I never even thought about like violent themes. <laughs> I think <laughs> like that wasn't the first thing I thought of. I think it was just like hit me up. That's what I thought of. Oh, because in my mind, I was like, okay, most obvious interpretation is literally hit me physically, which I know is not right because they wouldn't have that in a song. Sure. So then I was like, all right, knowing that's not right, then what else could it possibly mean? And I have to say to this day, I couldn't confidently tell you. Do you think it's hit me up? I think it maybe hit me is like, do like do me? That's uh, right, but that's so inappropriate to have a sixteen-year-old singing that. Yeah, but that was the whole thing. <laughs> I guess no, you're right. What if I didn't get it? I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait. Why is she like? But she's a student. Why is she being sexy? <laughs> she should be studying. <laughs> <laughs> what if my my critique of Baby One More Time in 2020 is? They shouldn't over-sexualize her like that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do think that song is, now I'm realizing, extremely confusing. Like if you're, It's oh, so confusing. There's got to be a better phrase than hit me, baby, one more time. Like, I mean, it could literally be, it, it's insane because it's one of the most popular songs literally ever written. And I bet you if you got a group of five people in a room, they could not tell you what that line is meant to mean. Or they cannot agree. Wait, contextually, so my loneliness is killing me, and I must confess, I still believe. Still believe. When you're not with me, I lose my mind. <laughs> Give me a sign. Give me a sign? Give me a sign, but then hit me, baby, one more. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. I don't think it means anything. It's literally, yeah. well, that's the thing. It's written by kind of a, a Swedish um, architect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that actually makes sense now. So it's it's sort of nonsensical because they were on like a, a deadline. Like somebody was like, "Hey, I actually need a song on my desk by five p.m. and it's four thirty. And he's like, oh, "Yeah." And the person's oh, like, oh, "Sorry, I'm an architect. I'm, like, I'm literally I, working on these blueprints." He's like, "Yeah, well, you won't get to build that big building if you don't get me this song on my desk by five p.m." Yeah, and the guy's like, "Wait, literally, who are you? Like, I work for an architecture firm." <laughs> like, but then he wrote "Baby" one more time. Yeah, and then that guy got to build the Empire State Building. Huh. That guy was Max Martin. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what song does make sense? Me Against the Music. Yeah, that, that song just makes is, sense. I would say that song, it's almost like they went to great lengths to make sure it makes sense. <laughs> like when she says, it's me against the music, and then Madonna says, end me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, then I'm like, okay, they're trying to right their previous wrongs because hit me yeah exactly they're like we need to make sure like we've gotten so many letters about hit me baby one more time for this one it's going to be crystal clear (laughs) because then they're like okay well we should double down on who it is against the music okay it's me but also me (laughs) wait i do like the idea of madonna being in that writing room writer's room and being like wait i just want to make it clear and me (laughs) quick pitch quick pitch and me it's kind of stupid i know it sounds kind of stupid but me also me (laughs) <laughs> and then when and then Madonna says that and then this is my impression of Britney Spears agreeing 
Um, I love the idea of pop songs having writers' rooms, and it's just like me too. I mean, they literally do. Yeah, but like, like I mean, like writers' rooms in the way that we think of them, where it's like, yeah, well, thirty-year-old writers, yeah, (laughs) just like it's like it's literally like (laughs) Megan Omron. Wait, do you remember Sam in our episode with Mary Beth when we decided that science has writers' rooms? Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, sensing a theme. Uh oh. Yeah, we're jealous of writers' rooms. I do rooms. think we think Sam and I literally think that every field works by having writers' <laughs> rooms. <laughs> and in some ways, it does. I think in some ways it does. And honestly, I have to say, more more industries would benefit from having writers' rooms. And more writers. Do you know? Hey, let, let me tell you something. You know who used a better writers' room? Joe Biden. Oh my oh. gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh. Hey, you know, you know who needs punch up? Donald Trump. I. Okay. Uh oh. Okay, Claire. Now you do one. Uh, you know who needs um to be uh to to jump the sh- <laughs> jump the shark. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, global warming. Okay, okay, she, she went, went there. there. Okay. No topic is off limits. <laughs> I'm actually trying, while I was thinking of that, I really had to burp. And so now I'm trying to like burp between speaking so you can't tell. Oh, and yeah. it's re- it's kind of really hard. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> oh d- it, could you notice? <laughs> did you even notice that? You know? No, I don't think anyone oh, noticed that. No. Uh, no and no, then, no. He, okay. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I didn't hear it. And that's just kind of no. my day today. That's awesome sauce. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So our topic today is the sport. Wow, getting down to brass tacks. Yeah, I think we should start taking our podcast a little bit more seriously, George. Some of us... Well, I noticed that in our previous episode, you really were keeping us in line. (laughs) Am I being too too harsh? I mean, listen... (sighs) You're, I'm getting my mom vibes from you. <laughs> okay. All I'm doing is logging in to record a podcast, and at every turn, you're like, put that down. George, that's the worst thing you could say about someone. You're, oh my you're God. literally calling me a bitch on air. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our topic is skateboarding, and I feel that we should get to it because um, – our guest um, shoved it. She has to throat. skateboard away very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so skateboarding, let's talk about it. Okay, what do you want to know? So as a straight topic, how do you feel? If, <laughs> <laughs> what What is straight about skateboarding to you? Um, the sheer amount of straight men, I think. Uh, also creating the sport straight men mostly um who knows maybe there was a young little filipino gal in 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 the in the valley of los angeles kind of uh, knocking boards together and uh wow. kind of inventing and that little filipino gal was you <laughs> oh i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say something stupid <laughs> never mind I was going to say Doja Cat, but I know she's not <laughs> Filipino. But it kind of like Doja Cat kind of seems like she should be Filipino. Am I wrong? Okay, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and say no, <laughs> no comment from me on that one. I'm going to say, you know what, Claire? Let's, let's stick to only talking about racial identities that we identify with. Okay. <laughs> I will go on the record as saying I don't know what Doja Cat looks like. So... 
Um, I, yeah, it's a straight thing. It's a very hetero thing. It's a very aggro thing. You're constantly, um, hurting yourself to get better, um, overcoming mental obstacles that, uh, uh, in conjunction with physical obstacles, Mm. Um, just a lot of straight kind of just like, who cares? Why do we actually need to do this kind of stuff? Claire, are you good at skateboarding? No, I'm not. I'm like, I used to be, I could have been good. I truly could have been a contender, but, um, it, that's how he says it, right? Contender. I could have been yeah, a contender. Yeah, no, that was a perfect line right <laughs> I could have been a contender. We're going to need a much bigger, bigger boat. Uh, (laughs) This is like, we should do a series that's just famous lines that we butcher. (laughs) Like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Yes, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I think I could have been good. I was once featured in a Puerto Rican skateboard magazine. I mean, wow. and I'm just going to drop that there and see what you do with that. When? Um, when I was 14. Okay. Claire, you're from like, I want to say Santa Clara. No. Yeah, close. San Jose. Oh, San Jose. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I used to live in the Bay Area, so I'm, I can imagine, listen, I can, I have enough empathy to imagine you growing up there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a kind of imagination Sam lacks. Oh, my God. Yes. I can only imagine things either in the Midwest or on the East Coast. <laughs> Sam, you, not everything is either Michigan or Brooklyn. Some people grew up in San Jose. I, I mean, I'm hearing those words and I'm trying to understand, but I don't, do not have the imagination to picture what that could possibly be like. <laughs> I understand like hearing the word San Jose is kind of like you're in a gas station bathroom and then a song comes on and you're like, Okay, the song is on the radio, but I've never heard it before in my entire life. But I, it feels like I'm supposed to know it because it's like just such a radio song. I understand that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it does. Uh, yeah. San Jose to me is like, it's like the moon, you know, it's just like, oh, oh okay. Like, I guess I know it exists. I know people have been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see myself ever arriving there or even <laughs> I mean much like the moon landing San Jose is a sound stage yeah yeah totally yeah many great believe- crafty great crafty great crafty yeah um I was obsessed with skateboarding when I was a, a teen boy uh I and I was so bad at it I never got good at it I I tried to kickflip my, my whole life and yeah I like could not do it, and I don't understand why. I think I've only landed maybe three kickflips in my long, long career. Um, it's just scary. You really have. I feel like you really do have to injure yourself to overcome the fear, and then you get better. Yeah, you have to be a jackass guy in order to be a good skateboarder. You gotta be kind of Steve Oish. You gotta be Steve Oish. There's a reason. Yeah. Why- Skateboarders are all jackass guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is a reason, and that's the reason. Uh, it, it, Claire, is is skateboarding one of those things that like we should take more seriously? That's the question. Can I let, the let the me question. explain? Okay, great. No, because I there is like a, I'm asking this from 
somewhat of a level of somewhat of a place of earnestness. Sometimes I get the sense that like skateboarding has developed this reputation as like, oh, he skateboards and doesn't have a head, a, a bed frame, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, but then I feel like there are increasingly there is like a resurgence of people being like actually skateboarding culture is like one of the is like a very valuable counterculture. Oh, yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is. If I can get serious here for a second. Oh, ring the serious alarm. <laughs> wow, we haven't rung the serious alarm in a really long time. Yeah, also, everyone put on your serious headphones that you bought from the Stradio Lab store. You'll hear it in higher depth. <laughs> yeah, and, and bump up and. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about serious XM, but it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it, but I do love absolutely bailing on a joke. <laughs> I mean, I should have bailed on uh, thinking Doji Cat was Filipino, but I didn't. And here we are. And that's on the record. And it's going to be brought up when I'm on Z-Way's I do like, show. especially, sorry to, sorry to call you out on this, but it is funny because your name, your last name is not Filipino. No. And so people might not know that you are in fact uh, Filipino, that to, to an average listener just seeing the name Clara Kane, she just, he or she just thinks you came on and just started making Filipino jokes. <laughs> that's true. And that's true. I, I would see my name and I would think, uh, okay, what am I about to hear? Oh, tita, tita, here, tita. here I am in my little potato bag. And your little potato. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Claire, I, I think it was totally fine for you to absolutely go in on the Filipino community, considering you are one, but sure. the fact that you're attacking our Irish listeners um, is so yeah, Claire. Upsetting. Uh, a lot of our listeners are irish and if that scares you you can leave okay irish need not apply was a thing for a reason whoa um, wow so uh, you can, what were you gonna say that was serious sorry oh, I, I forget oh skateboarding has added uh i mean just being as like an american cultural whatever like so much has sprung from skateboarding culture um using music in skate videos yeah like the clothes the tony hawk video games yeah exactly the soundtrack the tony hawk pro skater soundtracks like i feel like avril lavigne avril lavigne and then we have avril lavigne who really broke broke it all open um i really i genuinely do feel like it's a tribute it's like contributed did i say cunt tributed can we take that back wait sam what was my thing with the word cunt um i don't remember but you know what i'm talking about right you put it in some word right it was like it was like something along the lines of contributed right fuck what was it contemplative 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 <laughs> that's it. that's when you're like being contemplative but you're also a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i think okay so you're saying for real that skateboarding is like important american culture uh, i mean yes. i have to say i kind of agree kind of like and jazz. here's the thing there are or very musical few, yeah i mean there <laughs> yeah or honestly listen or stand-up comedy. Uh-oh. As our as as past guest in front of the pod, Julia Claire says, stand-up comedy is one of the few things she is proud of American culture for having created. I would actually disagree with that. But 
it is one of the it is one of the things that like um that is actually an american art form that's actually very weird and i don't think about that often another thing you know rap and hip-hop that's true there are very few things that that americans have actually contributed to the world but skate culture is by far one of the best ones (laughs) (laughs) yes i and and i agree I don't know. I just think it's so, and it's also just so cool. It Can is we... cool. It's cool. It's kind of cool. What's the deal with skater girls? So, skater girl culture has kind of taken on a whole new thing. Um, I feel like when I was growing up, I was always the only girl skateboarding at the skate park. Mm-hmm. Imagine me, little Doja Cat, <laughs> running around. <laughs> um in my helmet not talking to anyone being very quiet um not making eye contact and like large male bodies are whizzing past me uh okay sam and i are both wrong okay great. <laughs> they're sweating they kind of smell like the inside of a shoe but in like the hot way you know what i mean yeah like, no that this is very oh i mean i used to this part, is very sam and i was so into it because also they're wearing like loose clothes and they're like pants are always kind of falling down and i was like so hot i want to yeah. see like i can see your underwear their top of their butt crack has kind of like um kind of a circle of dirt kind of yeah. a, a dirt encrusted butt crack and it just you're that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and uh anyway it was a very isolating experience and it kind of kept me from wanting to keep doing it i think because i like i had groups of friends who skated who were all boys and we w- uh, would do things like okay, we go skate and then we go back to some guy's house and then we watch uh, bum fights and that was not my thing. <laughs> we yeah. eat hot Cheetos and watch bum fights and I wouldn't laugh and then I'd be made fun of for not thinking that it was funny um, that bums were killing each other on tape. Right. Um. Uh, I, I'm putting bums in quotes. Right. By the way, which you would know if your Zoom was working, George. George. Oh my God. Wait, I have two media, uh, pop culture references that I want to reference. One is that I remember watching an episode of MTV Made. <laughs> or actually, no. I can't remember if it was Made or True. I guess it was Made. It's this girl who was a skater girl and would, she was one of the guys. And basically what they did in that episode is like make her more girly. So like they made her wear all the like Quicksilver pink (laughs) attire. Roxy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Roxy and things like that. And so then it's like she went from being just like a tomboy skateboarder to being like a badass chick skateboarder. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that had a huge impact on me. And then the other thing (laughs) I wanted to reference is did you relate to that documentary, Minding the Gap? Uh, yeah, I did. I think every skateboarder yeah. who saw that did. Um, because skateboarding is such like a suburban, also yeah. suburban thing. So it's like... But- it is, It is. I guess skateboarding is like authentic suburban counterculture. Yeah. Is that wrong? I think it's the root of it all. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, it's It's the rebellion that comes from not wanting to do your homework. You know what I mean? That's and, all. Yeah. And having like a driveway. Yeah, totally. And having like a nice kind of smooth driveway. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked that movie. Yeah, it was a great. It's devastating, but yes, it's very. It really is devastating. Also, you know, another part of straight culture um, abuse. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, and just generally the concept of things being devastating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, uh, gay culture is things being sickening. Straight culture is things being devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What if I started skateboarding and then used like the way people talk about drag to give people compliments? So someone would like skate in the park, and then I would be like, "Work, bitch, you're sick of it." <laughs> I'm gagging at that. Point. I'm gagging for you. Yeah. <laughs> that that is lip trick eleganza. <laughs> <laughs> House uh, of Labeja. Okay. House, yeah. yeah, House of Billabong. House of Billabong. <laughs> House of Zoom. Are there like drag houses in skate culture? There are skate groups. Okay, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. There, yeah, there definitely are. Um, Interesting. And now, again, getting back to the feminist aspect. Yes, that, I do want to know more about that. Um, there are more groups of women skating together because yeah skating when you're the only woman in a group of men feels inherently awful (laughs) i mean it it kind of depends on like you know your relationship with those guys and how they act around women um but it's just it's just nicer being around people you can be yourself around you know what i mean you're not constantly worried about how you look while you're also like breaking your arm yeah Uh, it's just like adding a whole other thing i do think yeah like mask skate culture was very intimidating like i really liked skateboarding as a teen but i was always afraid of other guys that were into skateboarding if that yeah totally i'm 30 years old and i skate and i'm still and i'm intimidated by it like a 13 year old boy (laughs) because i know i'm not as good as him and he's gonna probably make fun of me or make fun of my hair and say i look like lord farquaad or whatever (laughs) and i'm like like, i know all of this and i'm like making up these scenarios in my head of you know how i'm not as cool as this child (laughs) it's like it's so ingrained and i can't just do it without and just have fun yeah i'm worried about these boys uh, um, it sucks but is it is it changing in your experience or is it oh yeah definitely there's a whole queer scene now um queer trans scene it's like there's finally um you know openly gay pro skateboarders um you know with their own like nike shoe deals Ooh. oh interesting really wild stuff that i truly never thought would happen in my lifetime it's always inspiring when gay people have nike shoe (laughs) and uh, yes and that's what i always say yeah i remember i'm googling to find his name brian anderson i saw a report about him coming out and i and it like talked about him going to the eagle which is like the nasty leather bar (laughs) and i was like whoa this guy's cool and i was like i'm gonna go to the eagle and try to find him and then i was like what is wrong with you stop stop <laughs> <laughs> sam it's, it's sam read reading an inspirational gay story about someone coming out wait i'm gonna fuck <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
gonna find him and fuck him. His uh, his boyfriend is, I think, very much your type too. Ooh, now I gotta Google him. He's I also bear. he has an art pop tattoo. I I'm, I mean I'm a. Oh yeah, he loves Gaga. Oh. And wait, I'm gonna look up Brian Anderson now. He's a babe, and he's just like one oh, of the most wow. his, intense. His boyfriend's very Sam's type. That's what I'm saying, Sam. You so, should start skating again. Just a ooh yeah. I never threesome with them. Go to the Eagle now. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. Um, wow, gay skateboarders. Hmm. Um, so did you? <laughs> I'm like. Um, what question do I ask now? Is so there the, anything? Wow. Like, I, I know Sam, George you're, had. You're, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go, go, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say, George isn't as familiar with skate culture. I'm just wondering, what the, what does skateboarding mean to you, George? No, I truly, it is something that is completely foreign to me. Like, I've never been in any way, or I've never been on a skateboard. I, I, I mean, except for like literally. I don't know, getting on one to just like see what it feels like. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I've, I don't remember like anyone, I don't know. I'm just, it truly is very foreign to me. And it is something like, like I said, that I, my natural reaction to it, like many things is to be cynical and be like, um, this is so embarrassing, you know, like, like literally any subculture that you're not a part of. I mean, it's, I'm sure how anyone with a brain thinks about people who are comedians. Oh, yeah. Like it's humiliating. And I right. fully agree and embrace that. And celebrate <laughs> it. But like, that's kind of how I feel about, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like how I often, I, a lot of my good friends are musicians and sometimes I'll be around them and be like, ugh, everyone's so earnest. And <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. people are actually like sitting down and writing music. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, I really hate when people care about something. I know well, we've we, talked about uh, this on this podcast. Yeah. It's the worst thing you can it's do. It's one of the most embarrassing and sad things that a person can do. <laughs> Stand up actually is very much like skateboarding in that you you're trying the same thing over and over again until you yeah. succeed and you're mostly hanging failing. out mostly failing. <laughs> you're hanging out with um addicts and freaks <laughs> yeah and then very few opportunities everyone thinks they're going to make a career of it but literally where are what opportunities are you talking about <laughs> yes. yeah you live in uh, let's say michigan and sure. nothing going on um wow drag sam. i know literally like <laughs> damn fuck <laughs> i do think there's something to like it's funny skateboarder like teen skateboarders who are now adults like I do feel like a kinship with people that like were into skateboarding because it implies so much about like <laughs> the other stuff you liked. Like, yeah. and I'm like, wow, totally. I remember liking all these things with people like you. Um, I mean, I, I, I also like, I don't know. I think, I think about this with anyone who had like an actual interest when they were in high school. Like there was so much pressure on me academically, like within my family and every, like it was very much like, my entire life has to be getting into a good college. Like everything is kind of organized around that. And it, I, I am kind of jealous when I hear of people that genuinely had the opportunity to rebel in any way in high school or like <sighs> developed interests in like yeah. even people who like, I mean, when I think about the fact that like the instruments that I played in high school that I was bad at because I didn't like them were like piano and violin, because that's like what was considered like 
the thing to do if you, I don't know, as like an extracurricular. Whereas there were people that like themselves like sought out and learned the drums or the guitar. I mean, I feel uh, almost the exact opposite, which is I wish that my parents had made me work harder. <laughs> really? I was actually having this conversation with someone rec- with my boyfriend, in fact, recently. It's um, like, uh, I'm an only child. So uh-huh. I was kind of like, um, you know, I think they were so pressured to be good in school and make, make their own way. Like my dad, you know, put his himself through college, which is like a crazy idea that doesn't yeah. exist, um, anymore. It feels like, and, uh, I just got to do literally whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it to do it. And now I'm like, but it would have kind of been nice to like, go to NYU, I guess. <laughs> but also, <laughs> now now what I know now, maybe not. But uh, I, I don't know, just like to, to even have the any sort of prospects other than the arts, which uh, I feel like I would have ended up in any way. But also to have like the knowledge to um, make the world an actual better place. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but that's so hard. The world's so big. I know. Yeah, you have to start small by doing by skateboarding. By skateboarding and doing alternative stand-up comedy. Yeah, these things make people laugh and <laughs> cry. And cry, cry, cry. I I would say um, I had the um, perfect balance <laughs> <laughs> of parents that were strict, but also forming a personality and following my own passions. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, podcast done. (laughs) Wow, very much uh, Goldilocks vibes with me having, being too far in one direction, Claire being too far in the other, then in comes Sam, perfect in every way. (laughs) I, I, I love our podcast <laughs> i just want to just i just want to now just say i'm sorry if i've been um low energy no you haven't been low energy at I, all i'm like ready to start skateboarding okay, good. I, did, I, I, I came into this podcast with i ate too much too fast vibes and mm-hmm. I, i'm coming out of it with um now that food is turning into energy just now oh damn oh wow should well we, great we let's start recording <laughs> Uh, I, I do have to say, it's crazy that of all the topics, I have, I, I suddenly feel, let me know if you feel this way. It's like all these things, and I think skateboarding is one of them that like, and even something like, you know how people make fun of acoustic guitar and they're like, oh, that feel when the guy takes out the acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. All these things that like have been deemed embarrassing, I'm like ready to rethink them. I yeah. Think- I think, yeah, that's always going to be the case, right? I mean, we're doing it with, we did it with tiny sunglasses last year or whatever the fuck. (laughs) No, but I'm also just like, maybe the reason why people make fun of not just skaters, but like, I remember how, I don't know if you were, I feel like in so many movies in like the sixties and seventies or not sixties in like the seventies, like it was such a punchline for someone to be a hippie. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, Maybe that's just like an insidious way that you are making fun of people for like attempting to like be pure, do something. Yeah, yeah. like attempting to be pure. And it's actually like not a bad thing. <laughs> you hit the nail right on the damn head, George. Thank you, Claire. Okay. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was sitting in a park 
next, and there were like these two straight guys, like uh, on the bench, a little bit away from me. And I obviously they were talking without abandon and just sort of going, going, going because that's what they do. And it was like they were like you know, 30 somethings being like, Oh dude, I actually got this incredible Lego pack and it's like really amazing. Like I can make all my favorite ships. And it was like, Oh, awesome. I actually went camping and it was so much fun. And I was like, you guys are like, <laughs> like I was like, damn straight guys have like such a pure outlook. Like, <laughs> like, like it's like, un, I, I don't know what it, the right, I'm, like it was like so simple. And I, I know. Yeah. Like, they're very simple. I was kind of like, this is a, such a different universe. And I know we have this podcast that's like vaguely talking about it. And it's mostly a joke that is like to be like, LOL, like how bad would it be to have a podcast about straight culture? And then we actually do it. And then, uh, but then I was like, wait, straight, it is different. Yeah. And it's like, no worries.com. It's no worries.com. Oh my God. It's no worries.com. Like all. they bought the damn domain. Yes. And they, they don't have a care. It's crazy. I was like, they don't like shit talk their friends. They don't like, they're not like <laughs> clawing. Oh my God. The most the supportive community <laughs> is a community of straight men. Oh my God. Oh, they yeah. have facts more than anything in the world. It's crazy. Wow. What if I write a, a big article for the advocate about how gay men should take a note from straight <laughs> and be more supportive of one another? Does the advocate still exist? It must um, online. Let me look. Well, okay. So here's the thing: the Advocate and Out Magazine are both owned by Pride Media, and Pride Media like famously went through, like basically was uncovered that they like haven't paid their freelancers in like three years, and like mm. it was a big controversy. And so I know that everyone at Out Magazine like quit, and they basically now there's like, uh. It's it's like a zombie of its former self, and they just have like Ricky Martin on the cover. <laughs> um, but I actually don't know about that. Uh, yeah, gay media. It's interesting. Queer media. You'd think we would need it, but um, it's actually all dead. <laughs> it's actually more dead than other media. Yeah, it's actually more dead than other media. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all media is like kind of dead, but like. Gay media is like like been buried already. Like the yeah, yeah. Enter us. We're gonna start a zine about straight culture and skating. <laughs> I'd buy that for two dollars. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hold you to it. Um, is so this this episode? You know, we talk about the pod while we make the pod. This episode is sincere. How do we feel about that? I really wanted to come in guns blazing on the rift train. But I just, again, my energy is that of a... I think there was a riff. I think the riff train definitely choo-chooed a little bit. You, you, think, <laughs> you think I hopped, hopped in, the, in the, what do you think, the, the I dinner I would say car? all of us hopped in and out seamlessly. There was, it was a very, I would say, honestly, uh, kind of a, a skater um, spirit to it in the sense that we kept hopping on and off public transportation without paying. <laughs> See, you know a lot about skate culture, George. Don't Thank you. <laughs> Um, well, I think, I don't know. I thought, I thought, here's what, here's what I'll say. Cause this podcast has gotten earnest in the past, but I think the best way to be earnest is to come at it from, to be like, have you ever considered being earnest? And then everyone's like, wow. And then we move on. Yeah. I just, <laughs> sometimes I really struggle with being earnest because I feel like I sound 
stupid. And when I'm trying to be earnest, it shows like when I'm being funny, it's like good to sound stupid because that's like the goal. But when I'm being earnest, I'm like, Oh no, these words matter and they're bad. I know it's, it's like, I'm not, I'm not a very articulate person, but I'm a very earnest person. Yeah. And that, that really clashes when I'm trying yes. to get my point across and I can't remember. Um, uh, uh, see it's happening right now. <laughs> Sam, we should our official uh, tagline for the podcast should be "These words matter, and they're bad." <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Um, wow! Should we should we, we final segment? We final this segment. bitch. So Claire, the final segment, and normally George, he's actually so so good at explaining, but I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called shoutouts, and we pay homage to the most classic element of street culture, which is the radio shoutout—a high energy thing of something you like, uh, you know—and uh, think of it in the style of 2002. You're in Times Square at TRL, shouting out your damn squad. Um, so George, do you have one? Yeah. Okay. Should I go? Yeah. What's up, <laughs> listeners? I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Ice Cubes. <laughs> I Woo! let me tell you something. I have been home now for two days, and literally the day I got here, as though I brought with me uh, bad luck, like in some kind of a story. Um, our freezer stopped working, and I have not been able to use ice cubes. And it really is one of those things that you miss when it's gone. Last night, I had the instinct to make a Campari soda. And you can't have that lukewarm. <laughs> no, you really can't. You can't. You, can. you really can't. I mean, and, and you know, it'll, you'll, see, you'll look at a recipe, and it'll, say, and it'll say, oh, yeah, one part this, one part this, one part this. You know what the most important ingredient is? Honey, you better believe it's ice. <laughs> That's it. <I'm> <laughs> um, okay, I've got one. Wait, but am I, aren't I right about ice? Yeah. George, why do you always have to be right? I just feel like you don't, imagine, imagine like no, no longer being able to put ice in your cocktails. Isn't that what like Europe is all about? Yeah, wait. That, yeah. What? That's like European. Like ice it's, is like hard to get. Ice doesn't exist. No, if you have a Negroni, it will have ice in it. <laughs> oh my God. You're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like you guys were like so on board when I was doing my shout out. And now you're like questioning the premise of it. Well, I just think like, you know, for how global you are, I think you're really close minded about this ice thing. You know what? I actually don't want to talk about this. Do your shout out. <laughs> Um, what's up, listeners? I just want to give a quick shout out to my bucket hat that I got last weekend. Woo! My bucket hat has totally changed the way I feel about myself. It has given me a new meaning in my life. It is pulling all of my outfits together. It makes me look like a real life fisherman. I'm going to get fishing lures and I'm going to stick them on it and it's going to be incredible. This is a brand new me. All of my clothes work better now because of my hat. My personality is better. My mood is better. I enjoy going for walks and showing the community my brand new hat. I want to give a shout out to my hat and I want to give a shout out to the military store in Greenpoint where I bought it. I think it's kind of gay there. And uh, they like, have like weird like two exist underwear, even though it's like a weird like legitimate like 
military surplus store and I think something's up gay wise there. And so I love my bucket hat from there. Woo! Woo! Wait, Sam, was that the same store Drew got a pair of pants from? Pro probably. Because I remember Drew wearing these incredibly uh, uh, chic, I would say like olive green pants. Oh, and then yeah. I said, where'd you get them? And then he said at a store in Greenpoint, and I looked it up and it seemed, I wouldn't say army, but like very straight. Yeah, this store is called Cato's and it's like a, it's just like a legitimate, like it's like an army navy surplus store, but they also oh, okay. have like, <laughs> um, you know, but it's like with a twist. Like it's, it's, uh, but it's not yeah. like hip at all. It's like run by like an old Polish man and he's had it forever. And it's just yeah. like, but it is kind of hip because we get to decide it's hip, you know? Like <laughs> The things that they sell have over time become hip. Yes. Yeah. You know, here's what I'll say about bucket hats. You think that's one of those things where you're like, where you should be somehow like, oh, I'm over it. But actually there's nothing more powerful than putting on a bucket hat. It has honestly changed me, and I'm, I like, I was like, you know, do I want to be a bucket hat gay? And then it was like, you know what? Yeah. You, 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 even before you have the bucket hat, you are a bucket hat gay. It's just about being out about it. Wait, actually, sorry, I know we're delaying Claire's shout out. I would like to say, Sam, do you think I could become a gold chain gay? George, you know I've been wanting you to have a gold chain forever. You have a hairy chest, and it's you true. should wear like skimpy little mesh tank tops and a gold chain and your little earring and be like this hot hairy man i think okay. that's kind of where i lean but okay. um you know me and my taste so my thing with my thing with the chain is that i do have a hairy chest but i also have a thin like feminine neck and so i you know there, there's that um yin and yang of gender that I carry with me always. Yeah. From, and from I think something path. like a gold chain. I mean, if, if there's, if there's one thing that really uh, combines a neck and a chest, it is a chain. That, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I've never met a person that looks bad with a little gold chain. So you're right. You're right. Wait, I also want to say one last fashion <laughs> thing. Can we all agree that septum piercings are over? Uh, you know, uh, I thought they were over, and then I saw someone with one recently, and I thought, that's hot. Yeah, they're still kind of hot to me. Fine. Oh, wait, I have a question. Can I have one earring? Yeah. But is that appropriating current, hip, young, gay culture? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, one hoop. Thick no, hoop. I think a that's cool. Hoop. I think you can do that, and I think it would be new, because it's not... Like, I don't think it's appropriative, and I feel like, one, you are young queer culture. Uh, That's the it. nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and I feel like you can do, like, fun Wait, sorry, like can I say something? You both fully cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Forget so, so can we do, what were you talking about? <laughs> I was, okay. I was wondering if I would, would be appropriating um, gay cis male culture if I got one earring, a thick hoop on one ear. Oh, I love that. Otherwise, I don't have my ears pierced. I would That would be the first time. I think yeah, no, cool. I only got mine pierced. I mean, I've had my ears pierced many times before, but th this time around, I only got it pierced like a little over a year ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, do it. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, now it is your turn for the shout out. Okay. What 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 what's up, Radio <laughs> Lab Heads? My name is Claire O'Kane. I'm five foot four. I'm a Pisces from San Jose, California, and I'm here to shout out Doja Cat. That's right, Woo! Doja Cat. Doja Cat, I'm so sorry. I absolutely do not know what your deal is, what you look like, if you are even a mu- uh, musician. Um, <laughs> at first, when I heard your name, I thought you were kind of like a, a PewDiePie character, maybe like a Twitch <laughs> Twitch master. Um, but now that I see people are talking shit about you, I'm assuming you are a musician. Um, and I really hope to get to know more about you someday. I really like your name, Doja Cat. I would love to know more about that. Um, and I'm sorry for referencing you so much in this podcast. It's kind of what I do when I'm nervous about something I don't know about. Um, recently, the last time I did this was, uh, for like a month straight, every time I got nervous on stage, I would talk about Shane Gillis. So... (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Cat. Thank you, Stradio Heads. Woo! Woo! Um, that was incredible. You know, uh, Claire, we have covered Doja on this um, podcast, and where I believe, you know, I'm sort of like, you know, we, we have the free trial, and we're not sure if we want to subscribe or not. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, of, that's where I'm at. Yeah, we're waiting to sort of see if we have to pay the monthly subscription or if it's just going to expire. Okay, cool. I'm going to do a deep dive yeah, is, it, into her. She's very much the HBO Max of uh, newer musicians. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Who's the quippy? Well, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to listen next week to find out who the quibby of new musicians is. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a narrative podcast now. Um Okay, well, yeah, part two coming soon. <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I, I'm going to go out there and try to kickflip again. Thanks so much for having me um, and taking um, taking me on to this venture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. bye. Okay, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave. <laughs> okay, wait. Hey.